Welcome back to the Resilient Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Kevin Johnson of Leverage Consulting. And two podcasts ago, I read you a quote. And the quote read, The culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. And that, there are so many different examples, so many different ways that can manifest. And since I recorded that podcast... I thought about something else that I hear all the time and I alluded to in the last podcast that this is one of my hot button words. And the word is try. And it's interesting how the podcast, two podcasts ago, I talked about the behavior and how it can shape the organization. And this is one of those great examples. It's the tiny little micro decision things that you make on a day-to-day basis that formulates this. And it, it could be... Those of you who have kids, it could be those of you who are newly married and you're just fitting into another family, or it could be those of you who are leaders or managers, people who own your own business. It could be people who have a leadership role, may not have the title, but you have some kind of leadership role. And for those of you who think, well, I'm not in a leadership role, if you answer phones where you work, In my book, you have a leadership role because you, you have the power to influence the new patients or customers that are coming through that front door. You mold and shape their behavior. Don't ever forget that. So many people think that they have to have an actual title that says office manager or something of the sort. No, everyone, almost everyone has some type of leadership role where they work. And like as I said, if you interact with customers, you absolutely have a leadership role. But let's go back to the point of this podcast. Talked about the quote about how culture is shaped by behavior and what's tolerated. And I picked out this one thing, this one buzzword or this one hot button of mine, which is try. And the reason it is a hot button is I've seen it happen with my clients, but I've also, I've taught large seminars, I've taught small sessions, and oftentimes, well, because in the end, when I, when I visit with clients or I teach these sessions, I want people to make change. I want to see things happen. I want things to evolve. I mean, that's quite honestly, that's why I've been doing this for more than 20 years. I love seeing people make progress. And when I hear someone say, we tried or we'll try, okay, I'll tell you what goes through my mind. Typically, when I hear people say we tried, past tense, it means "Ah, I gave it a half-hearted go at it and it didn't work and yeah, I stopped. If I hear someone say, I'll try, That tells me I really don't believe in this and I'm telling you what you want to hear and it's probably going a cop out many times. Not saying it's, you know, in both, I'm telling you what I hear in both of those scenarios doesn't mean it's accurate, but it's what I, in my mind, it's what I hear. And I know it's interesting because if the tables are turned, I don't believe many of you would tolerate the word try in so many situations. If you were going on vacation and now that all of a sudden the, the airline is overbooked and in your mind, I'm going on vacation. I'm getting on that plane and you talk to the flight, the um, 
gate agent, and the gate agent says, I'll try to get you on the plane. That, I'm sorry, I if I were in your shoes, that just doesn't work for me. I don't want her to try. I want her to get me on that plane in my seat that I paid for. If you have kids and you say, go clean your room, and they say, I'll try, you and I both know, it's not going to happen. Definitely not going to be to your standards. So why is it it becomes more acceptable? Why is it that when we get in the work environment, the word try comes out so often and we just kind of walk on by, act like that's normal when it shouldn't be? Because try should be a big red flag. Should be a big red flag, as I said earlier, that this person probably doesn't believe in it. This person could also maybe look at this as instead, you know, so it could be a cop out because they don't want confrontation or it could be their discomfort. And really, when someone says, I, I'll try, that's a point at which we need to start asking questions. And one question could be just figuring out if they even see success. Do they really even understand? Because confused people don't implement, which again is part of the reason why I work with so many clients is we work to get clarity on what it is we're supposed to do. Confused people don't implement. So if you're looking for things to change where you work, your business, then let's just say we're going to roll out a, an entirely different new patient process. We're going to roll out this new patient process that are, is not only going to wow every patient coming through that front door. When they're done, we've exceeded their expectations. They're going to leave us reviews. And they're going to refer you to their friends and family. We're going to go back to who referred us to this person and tell them and thank them for sending us. So, so those would be our goals. And then we start changing the new patient, possibly the new patient call, the new patient paperwork. So we're going through all these things. And let's just say we change the new patient call. And our team says, I'll try. Again, that tells me they're not on board. Big red flag. So we start we start pulling this apart and we figure out, is it that they fully understand what the end goal looks like? Because some people don't want to implement if they don't fully understand what the end goal looks like. Second, it could be that as great a job as we did explaining things, maybe they're still confused as to what they're supposed to do. And, and I, I th- say for many, this is probably the most important one, is... In their mind, they're coming up with all the reasons why this is not going to work. And coming up with all the reasons why something won't work is a double-edged sword. It is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's good in the sense that maybe we think this through, we figure out, well, that sounds like a great idea, however, and we come up with something that really just doesn't work. Well, that's great. Then we can fix it before we actually have a real problem. But what if it is something where we're just coming up with all the reasons why it won't work and we're filling our own head with all the reasons why it won't work and we've convinced ourselves, patients won't like it, my team members will think it's taking too long, I'm not going to get all my other work done, and those are just three I've heard over time. There's hundreds of other reasons that people come up with to basically say this won't work. And then their way is saying, I'll try. That's how they explain how they're not going to do it. So if you can get those three questions answered, 
now we're on our way because we know what the end goal is. I know how I'm supposed to implement it myself personally. And then any of the things that might be obstacles in my own mind, we can walk through those and figure out whether they're, they're real or perceived. With that, uh, you can kind of see hot, try is a hot button for me. I could talk about this for a really long time, but it is literally, it's one of those small things for what it is that you do for a living. Sometimes it's just that one little thing that tells you volumes. And for me, for someone who loves to see clients make progress, see clients make more money, create less stress where they work. When I hear the word try, I know that we have at least a few obstacles to achieve those goals. So that, my friends, was a Resilient Entrepreneur podcast for today. Don't allow your team to say, I'll try. Use that as the springboard for the next conversation. And as always, if you have questions, comments, thoughts, Anything else you'd love to share, drop them in the comments below. Send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you.